Welcome to Sunflower Living, a podcast that believes that life is always worth living. I'm Abile. And I'm Linky. Welcome to our working philosophies on life and living with a mental illness. Before we get started, we are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own. Welcome back, everyone. Today, um, we are going to dive into the festive season. You know, around the holiday time, everyone gets really excited. But for some, it's not as exciting a season as we would think. Avile, tell us a little bit about your experience around this time of year. You know, I think I want to start off by saying that I've always wanted to be the sort of person who is gung-ho for Christmas, gets into the planning, has my gifts ready by like the begin, like by the second week of December, everything is set and I'm just, you know, flooded with excitement and joy and whimsy. But that's just never really been the case. And like it it makes me feel like a bit of a wet blanket, but it's not because I do it on purpose. It's almost as if I just there's just that little bit of a disconnect between, you know, this time of joy and coming together and, you know, just kind of the year winding down that I just can't really get into. And I, I, I don't know what that disconnect is, but it, it's always made me feel a bit marooned in to myself in some instances, especially this year, because I think it, it's been a while since I've really spent Christmas at home. Um, so, I mean, to, to a certain degree, I'm just kind of like, I mean, it's, it, there's, like, it's an opportunity to just kind of do stuff, you know, obviously just like jump back into exercise and mm. draw and read and it's, it's the things that I love doing. But at the same time, it's like, but then what are we going to do for Christmas? <laughs> like, it's, it's like that, 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 that missing sense of wonder, if I can put it that way. I totally understand what you're saying. I think on my end, it becomes a much busier season. I know that people are like, oh, it's the holidays. They get to take a break a little bit. Um, but I find that there's a lot of overwhelm that comes around this time because there's this expectation around the celebrations. That's one. But also as um, as a mom, I find that I've got to do all the stuff. I've got to make sure that we get the tree up. I've got to make sure that we... Um, buy the presents and all of that stuff. And I find Mm -hmm. that that can just be a lot more pressure than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the time we've got these societal expectations. And again, it boils down to what am I willing to partner with? Like which Mm -hmm. of those expectations am I willing to agree to? And which of them do I feel don't serve us and as a family for one. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, it's kind of morphed as the years have gone by that I have really found that I used, it used to be really anxiety inducing. I used to find yeah. the holidays as a time that I really dreaded. And mm. now, um, now I've kind of taken back a little control. I'm not sure that I've got it figured out, but I'm yeah. definitely working on taking back control, taking, you know, t- taking deep, deep, deep breaths and yeah. really, um, Facing it with a different, with a different perspective. No, totally. I think the thing is, maybe it's just because you know I'm still very much a young person, and I live with my mother, and there, there's there's like, I'm 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 not like you in the sense that I don't have you know 
family, the organization aspect. There's not really, and even I think what makes it even worse is that I'm the baby in the family, so I never really have to do much except just show up, and mm. it's great. But it's also like, ah, guys, like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I can't just be reading and waiting to take, you know, my social nap. But okay, um, and you know, I think it's. There, it's advantageous. It's sort of like I'm trying to be a little more optimistic going into not only this festive season, but future festive seasons as well and say, no, you don't necessarily have to have plans, but you can make, you know, this time special with those around you. I mean, I plan on spending a lot more time with my mother because I've been so preoccupied with university and actually passing and you know getting this lovely little piece of paper that says yay you can work you've um, done it i've done it now go like just now go hunt kind of thing <laughs> and so it's 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 just like you know i'm looking forward to you know that time of just relaxing even though it's taking a bit longer for me to just be like okay you don't have anything that pressing to do anymore mm-hmm. um you know, I think it's it's also a time that I'm, especially, you know, given how this year has gone, I think I just kind of want to reflect, but not in a way that's like, okay, everything I didn't do in 2020, 2021, let's go. And it's just like, no, let's just be. Yes. Like, let's not overthink anything. Let's just be, let's just enjoy the wind down. If you have a bad day, that's also fine. You know, you have people to reach out to. And it's okay that there's nothing extravagant to look forward to. It's okay that there's nothing, you know, majorly, like like I mentioned earlier, that I there is a disconnect for me at this point in time. And, you know, I do sometimes, ex- I do expect um, a seasonal depression to sort of like kick in in the late, like just around Christmas later um, in, that, in that period. But, I mean, you could call that a placebo effect because, like, because uh, you, you know that old adage about, oh no, if you think it, then it's going to happen. And it's like, yes. no, it's just an it's an established pattern more than anything. Um, but I'll be okay, and I'll get through this. And there is something to look forward to. You know what I mean? Like, there's stuff that I can do with my mom. There is, there are a bunch of you know Hallmark movies I can watch with my mom. Or even Hallmark. Just... Hallmark. <laughs> One of my friends actually mentioned the other day that like her mom has just been on a Hallmark movie Look, marathon. That's me. That's me yeah. all day, every day. <laughs> I like the whimsy of movies like that. Like at times it's like, oh no, everything's gonna work out because spirit of Christmas. But look, Hallmark is a serious, is a serious, serious thing in my home. We have yeah. alarm set, we know exactly which movies we're watching, we know when the repeats are for the ones that are our favorites. It's yeah. the, look. Hallmark is an establishment in our home. It, it, it really is. And so, I mean, it also adds for us being mm-hmm. um, far away from family. We really mm-hmm. have this, we have our, you know, we have our own traditions now uh, mm-hmm. where previously, I think I was always part of a very big family and there were big mm-hmm. Christmas celebrations. Now it's just us and we love it because mm-hmm. I think, like I said, a lot of the pressure around, Christmas was was really around, you know, n- not just um, not just the presents and stuff, but then the cooking, yeah. you know, that that you've got so to do for, for all of so these people. <laughs> and so now that's yeah. not a real thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm able to say, "Who feels like pizza?" <laughs> <laughs> 
McDonald's, anyone? Yeah, let's go. Because <laughs> that's, I think it's so interesting because like in, you know, when you come from a black family, it's just so almost paramount that like you are A, presentable and B, you know, you participate in the making of the event. And I think then, with like all I families, said, I think with all families, yeah. that's the expectation that, that, you know, we all come together and everybody has to look their best and everybody has to contribute in some way or another. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of pressure around that. I think, um, you know, I was going to ask you, how do you guys celebrate? Because I think that's also a big part of it is every family celebrates so differently now um, uh. that, that even in that, in that nuance, there is, mm-hmm. you know, there, there are just these different expectations, as I say. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't actually even know how to answer that correctly, because for the past couple of years, every Christmas has looked different. And I think when I think back to my childhood, it's just this ambiguous um, cloud, if I can put it that way, where it's just, it never really took a certain shape or a form. It just was. And there was maybe like a nice meal that we would have. And it, it, it just felt like a very, like a rammed up Sunday when I was much younger. Whereas now it's just sort of, whatever we're doing, I'll be in the back seat and, you know, cool. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll take that any day. I will do that thing. And it's it's been lovely, but I do hope, but like to, to be quite frank, I think, you know, as I grow older and obviously maybe even acquire a partner in my own home and my own, um, you know, little niche of, in life and, you know, I'm a lot more comfortable, a lot more independent. I would like to kind of like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for, or the words I'm looking for, just like meld a little more into having Christmas traditions, you know, maybe not not watch Hallmark movies, but ha- like watch strange Christmas movies with a twist, do you know what I mean? Or yes. just have that. Are there like horror, are there horror movie um, Christmas That's movies? That's not my genre, so. <laughs> I know it's not, I just wanted to know. <laughs> Asking the wrong person. No, I definitely am. I'll, I'll, I'll have a Google, but you know, just have like those intricate or like repeat, you know, rituals of maybe even just actually, no, that reminds me, I actually wanted to rewatch some of my favorite cartoons around this time of year and just make that a running thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoy and I really respect the the rituals that some people have, those things that are sacred between not just the individual, but their families as well. And, you know, in a big way, I think that can really help, you know, in in the midst of your seasonal depression or um, just feeling a bit down during the festive season to, to know that, you know, you are a part of this fabric that knows you and sees you and loves you regardless. I think that's, that's so important to note. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that a lot of people are alone over this period. Yeah. You know, the Definitely. focus on this big focus on family and gatherings can be great to one extent, mm-hmm. but for those who are alone, it can be really daunting because it just highlights um, and amplifies that feeling of loneliness. It, it, it yeah. really just makes people feel again that they're not enough or yeah. um 
or, or, you know, again, it just, it just shows how much they're missing rather. And I think sometimes we need to be very conscious of that and we need to be really like kind in the way that we talk about our holidays when we know that people are going to be alone. I mean, I was just reading an article that was saying that the percentage of people who uh, report feeling lonely during this time is, is, I think it was like an astronomical number that I hadn't really thought about. It was like 52% or something like that. And I was just like taken aback because usually Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, we're celebrating. We're having such a good time with our families. And other people are like, no, that's not it. That's, That's not how I feel at all. We don't pay enough attention to those people, to that experience. No, 100%. I mean, I agree. I think something that was interesting for me last year was that I spent the, the bulk of my festive season by myself. Obviously, I was house sitting for something very special to me, but I was alone. And it was such an interesting thing to really experience and be in, like, enraptured by. Like, it was nice for some time, but then there was a, when Christmas came around, even though I was lucky to have, you know, organized a, a get together with a, with a friend of mine who was luckily in the country at the time I just felt I was like this sucks <laughs> like this is so this is like it's weird Do you know what I mean because like there is this huge revelry and I don't even like and fanfare around the festive season you see the ads you see the people and you know you see the, the employees in the shops in their special Christmas gear you hear the Michael Buble while you're in checkers you hear you know what's that bloody Mariah Carey song that just oh I love it I love it (laughs) you are totally speaking my language see Hallmark movies you know all I want for Christmas is you yes yes this is what Christmas looks like for me and I I know I get so excited but I do I know that there were years where I celebrated Christmas on my own. I mean, there was a year that I went to the movies. It was so much fun to go to the movies by myself. But I did also have to be like, wait, I'm alone. Like mm-hmm. people people are with their families. What am I doing by myself? And so I, I, I kind of understand both sides of it. Although yeah. I found ways to manage it, I do mm-hmm. understand that there are people who are like, turn off that music especially yeah. because now it starts in october so that's a little scary right i was itself. just like what am, what are we doing here guys like just can i know because my birthday is in october and i'm just like this is not the time for this turn it off go i don't care put it on classic fm if you have to just not this please just not this No, I get it. I do. I totally get it. I think another thing that I wanted to mention is that it's not just the Christmas week, right? Because there's that, there's, there's, there's everything leading up to that. And then it's the presents and the everything. And I think when I talk about presents also, we have to acknowledge, um, the expectations we put on parents, right. And how there's this, this expense that needs to be to be spent on all of this stuff, but there are people who are not in a position to do that, which is also something that I experienced and had to somehow navigate. Mm. But the one date that we all kind of avoid and want to try and skip over is New Year's Eve. Yeah. Because that comes and there is even more expectation and more anticipation. And there's this, 
this pressure to feel like, well, it's the end of the year. You take stock. What have you done in the year? And and if it doesn't feel like much to you, that can Mm -hmm. be quite depressing. But then again, putting on this pressure for New Year's resolutions. And I I have abandoned New Year's resolutions because I don't think they work. I feel like it's too much pressure. I feel like if we're going to start a goal, start it when you feel like it. Don't start Mm -hmm. it just because the whole world is doing it. Also, there's a lot of money wasted because everybody gets a gym contract and two months later. (laughs) (laughs) I love how candid you were about that, just to say like, don't go to the gym mid-April if you want. Because I think that's just so important to really, you know, take stock of and remember. I mean, you know, to everyone listening to this, come back to this, you know, on the 2nd of January, because it's really important not to trip yourself up with the things that, because I think it, it, it really does help when you recognize that you are not, the person you are in April is not the person you were in January. And that might be just the smallest little bit of, in, like the smallest increment. It, you could be different in one way, but not in a lot of ways, but that difference matters. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yes. I'm starting to get back to exercise right now. And it's the festive season. Everyone's like, oh, no, I'm going to gain weight because I ate like five Melba puddings. And it's like, no, that's cool. But. Oh, you talk about Melba pudding. Please, you're (laughs) taking. I bet you you miss home right now. Oh, I miss home so much. Milk Uh, tart. Come on. All of the things. All of the things. Sponge cake. Um, Did you ever have bumpoon cookies? No, no, okay. no idea what that is. And maybe you need to just tell our listeners because we're all going to be like, huh? <laughs> no, bamboo cookies are, this was something my friend actually bought for me, which is weird because she's English, but okay. Um, they're these, um, they're these fried um, fritters, if I can put it that way. Like they've, and they've got um, a, a pumpkin mar- uh, puree in the middle. Hmm. They're, they're actually really nice, but as usual, it's, it's just got like that typical, too sweet aspect <laughs> to it but it's it, it's really like you can I can have about two or three after that I just feel my my body screaming at me but you know even in coming back to what I was saying uh, before we got taken away to dessert land um <laughs> like, I think what I appreciate now is that I've grown out of a the want to put too much pressure on myself and to achieve things that are ridiculous but also the the tendency to get drawn in by the pressure put on me or the perceived pressure Mm. of other people's goals and what they put up because I mean I think that's just a thing right as as people we are and well it it's it's a double-edged sword you're both inspired by the people around you and kind of like well damn it why did you have to bring that now I just feel bad about myself do you know what I mean I have this joke about my brother is just constantly making me look bad but then I'm just and then I have to sort of remember that no he's just at a different stage in his life and he has that advantage because there is an age difference between us Mm. um but simultaneously I think it's just important like you say like like just start a goal when you want to start a goal don't start a goal because you know all your mates are doing it and they're doing great because you know, all our rows really do look the same, not to be too philosophical or sentimental, but it really is okay. Don't, don't even have a plan, actually. 
just don't. I feel like that that's the greatest takeaway from this. I mean, it's like, I, th I think I've said this to you before, Linky, about, you know, there's that old adage about when you make plans, God laughs. And, you know, regardless of what you believe in or what your, um, or what denomination you might belong to, if any at all, it really is sometimes so critical to remember that the things that we want for ourselves are not the things that we might, that we get at times and that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I disagree with you about planning. Um, yeah. I think some planning is important. No, I, you would, but I mean, I, it's okay. Um, the reason I abandoned New Year's resolutions is because I feel it set me up for goals that weren't necessarily mine. So the yeah. exercise goal for one, um, mm -hmm. to set out this whole year that I had no clue how it was going to go. And I, I feel like the, I don't know, I feel like now when I think about intentions for mm -hmm. my year, when I think about a big vision, I'm able to better set up milestones versus mm -hmm. this grand New Year's resolution and mm -hmm. how defeating it feels when I don't meet it. And mm -hmm. so that's one of the things for me. Like that's, that's why it's important for me to say, if I want to start something, if I want to start a journaling habit, if I want to start eating healthier or exercising, I can start that at any time. I can start that today. Mm -hmm. And I can work towards that, whatever that looks like. But if I'm going to tell myself that I must be at the gym at 5 a.m. every day. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not a morning person. And so that mm -hmm. is just unrealistic. But the world is shouting that. That's, you know, that's what it, it goes to the advertisements during that time. Um, there's just so much that we take on that is external. And that actually sure. isn't coming from ourselves. And so we are listening to that messaging and it's hard to avoid it. I mean, I know people will be like, oh, well, you know, you've just got to follow your own guide. Well, when there's, when it's so loud, it's really difficult to tune out. And so I've just had to work towards that. There are definitely mm -hmm. times when I take on a goal and I'm like, was that really truly what I wanted? Or was mm -hmm. that just something that somebody else had vocalized and I felt that oh yes I need to you know grab a hold of that as well I totally get that that reminds me of like how sometimes there are these not even my mom I would say but I would say like sometimes the the there are like some people that I will channel out for example on whatsapp with their statuses and I'm just like I really don't care about whatever so and so whatever like a person with a following has to say because that's just not my crowd you know what I mean that's not my thing I don't like being overloaded with um dramatic piano music and told that if you can do this because this person did it like that and I'm like no I would rather just figure this out on my own I, that's yeah. just the sort of person that I am and it took me a while to actually realize that that I'm just not um and then like give me instruct okay you can give me like a recipe and i can make it fine but when it comes to the grander scheme of things whether it be you know exercise or i mean obviously with some instances of exercise i do have help you know i do have, I do have friends who are better suited at like giving me instructions on what to do and i can follow it that way but something i can't stand is when someone is like do this, do that, do the other thing, and you will end up here. And I'm like, but you don't know that. 
that's just not how my brain is wired. And I think once you know how it is you go about achieving things or setting yourself tasks, you could get up at 5 a.m. That's perfectly fine because yes. then, you know, you can do like morning papers if you're a writer or I don't even know what people who work out do. Go for your your two kilometer run I don't know in, at, at that time mm-hmm. I think what I'm hearing you say is that you you don't like things that are prescriptive no I really don't it, it, and so, it drives me up a wall so you're open to suggestions and you're open to guides and and you know support in some way form mm-hmm. or another but you're not necessarily open to being told exactly what you should do just based on the fact that everyone else is doing it. No, pretty much. Because I think the thing is with me, I would like, I'm a very adaptive person. So like someone could tell me something and I hear it, but then something like, maybe this is also just my laziness coming out, but then I want to think of the most effective way to do it so that it gets done. Do you know what I mean? I think what's important to note is that the holidays are so multifaceted. There's so many different aspects to it. Mm. And that, you know, for some, it is Christmas. For others, it's New Year's Eve and that big party. For others, it's goal setting. And I think when we look at it that way and we start to to see that there's so many different approaches, there's so many different experiences, we're able to be a little more compassionate I think because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time people think like I said I I, I love my holiday music um, mm-hmm. I love my Hallmark movies but there is a part of me that gets very stressed out coming mm-hmm. towards Christmas day when I've got to do the cooking I've got to get the presents done and someone might be like oh well that's not something to stress about but mm-hmm. the fact that it can be anxiety inducing means that I need to work on managing it in some way or another the fact that there are people who feel like this is a lonely period, we need to validate their experience. We can't just negate it based on our experience. And I think um, whatever you're doing this holiday, we really want to say, make sure that you put your mental well-being first before mm-hmm. having to serve others, before thinking about what others might think, communicate your needs, communicate um, what you know, how you want to manage it better and put that as a priority. And it's okay to feel sad or lonely during this period, but it's also important to know that there are people who are willing to, who may be having a better time than you, but are also willing to listen and validate how you're feeling. Yes, I think just having a different experience, it's important, like I said, to reach out. I have to agree with you completely. There are definitely people who are willing to listen. We hope you have a great festive season. We wish you all the best and we will see you in our next season. Thank you for listening. We appreciate all our listeners. Please send us feedback. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and send us any emails with um, any suggestions of topics you'd like to hear about. Thanks so much, everyone, and see you in 2021. And a note. We are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own.